Hello and welcome to another video games to the max. I'm your host Sean Garmer and this is the official Warren Game Zone podcast. This is uh, episode number 130. And with me today, usual co-host Mark Morrison. Howdy. Uh, well, it's uh, past E3 now. And we didn't get to talk about what Nintendo did, so we'll talk about that here. Um, That's because Nintendo didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, we kind of were supposed to do an E3 wrap-up thing uh, during that same week, and we didn't get to. But, uh, yeah, there's some uh, other things to discuss as well. And I guess we should start with Phil Spencer not being shy at all about what Project Scorpio is, basically telling everybody you really shouldn't bother getting it if you don't have a 4K TV. You still can if you want to, but it's really not meant for just regular HDTVs. And he flat out says, we're not doing our own VR. We're going to be, this is why we needed the six teraflops, because that's what they need for the VR. He doesn't say Oculus specifically, he just says third party, so maybe they're doing both? I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, they're packing Xbox One controls in with the Oculus, so that makes the most sense. Yeah. Not, no, they'll, fought... they'll, they'll form a partnership with Sony and have the PSVR on that also. That would be interesting. I don't think that's happening, but, you know. It, it, we never know, really, you know, at the rate that Microsoft's going. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Just telling people, like, uh, is this a smart strategy just to tell people, hey, you know, it's not really meant for if you don't have the latest technology or whatever. Well, not not a ton of people do right now. Like, I don't have a 4K TV. I don't think you do either. Nope. I don't know anyone who really does. Um, yeah. But also, it's two-sided, because he can't he, he can't say on stage, like, oh, every Xbox One game is going to be compatible, like, every Scorpio game is going to be compatible with the Xbox One, and then go... Did they say that, though? They just they, said that it all was going to be backwards compatible. I think he actually said something like, he said in an interview, maybe with Giant Bomb or something, but he's like, Scorpio games will work on the Xbox One. I think even during the press conference, he alluded to that. And it's like, yes, except for the VR stuff, because <laughs> that's why this yeah, is why well, you Yeah, Xbox. obviously. <laughs> um, I, I just think it's, it's a... I am increasingly looking at the PS Neo, like the PS4 Neo, as a much better idea than the what like Microsoft is doing like it just like like the Xbox like the Scorpio seems incredibly slapdash compared to the Neo like I saw an interview with I think the director of Final Fantasy 15 and he was like I didn't even know about this thing until they announced it and it's like that is not good <laughs> like really well, I, th- I think it's one of those they wanted to keep close to the vest and not let a lot of people know because then it would have. Yeah, but it leaked out. I think it leaked out earlier than the Xbox than the PS4 Neo. 
I think the Neo was out, and then when we got the specs for the Neo, whatever, like the Scorpio came out the week after. But I mean, just I I I will say this: at least he's being up front and not like. I mean, it. He didn't use the verbiage of, you know, uh, go get you an Xbox 360. But he sort of did in the same way. Like, the Xbox One S will be a much better option for you if you don't have a 4K TV and you don't plan on being in the VR or whatever. And, you know, from the looks of it, there is no way they're part of the Scorpio games are going to work on uh, Xbox One unless they completely downgrade it. Because you're going to want to use that six hair flops of whatever and you know just that's the thing too for these these publishers i mean we're giving them a lot of freedom but we've also heard a lot of people say all right i mean a lot of developers come out and go i don't know if i like this because this is another thing that we now have to make games for and then we this is not going to have as many people on it as the regular xbox one and the ps4 for sure you know, we've got to decide what we're going to do, and you're going to wind up with a bunch of Scorpio games that aren't probably going to be as good-looking, or they're going to have the Scorpio games come out, and like six months later, you'll get the Xbox One version. You know what it really reminds me of? <clears throat> is like the Sega CD and the Sega 32X. Oh, we yeah, all know wow. how well those did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a new box, to be sure, but it still feels like an add-on that not many developers are going to support. Because Microsoft is like, we have the best box ever. We have the bestest box in the gaming industry. And it's like, okay, who's going to develop for it? Except for you. I mean, but maybe that's all it takes, though, is to blow people away with a Halo 6 or, you know, whatever it is you're going to make for the thing, you know, VR-wise or whatnot, and People just, you, you get that one killer app and people go, all right, I want it. The thing is, he also makes it rather clear that, I mean, we can expect the Scorpio is not going to be $300, but he sort of makes it rather clear that it's going to be expensive. So, do you see it going above 500 maybe with all the stuff in it, or I would think that's still a bottom line. Like, you go above 500, you're going to get people going, no way. Yeah, I even think 500 is is pushing it. Like, it can't... I would say 400 would have to be, like, the sweet spot for it. If it's 500, except for, like, game reviewers and people will just... Well, if it's 500 and it includes an Oculus headset, I think that's fair. It won't, because the Oculus itself is 600. Right, but I mean, like, they've got to do some kind of pack-in thing or something with it. No, I think if it's a pack-in, it'll be $1,000. Oof. 500 for the console, 500 for the Rift. I mean... Jeez. Oh, I mean, that that's expen- like that's expensive, but even that's not even, like, the full price of the Rift. Oh, no, I agree with you. It's not. And But I don't, I don't see anyone... I don't see anyone realistically buying that thing. Like, if it was that price. No. 
Like, it was like $400. Well, I mean, the people that are going to buy an Oculus and don't have the computer, it's still cheaper. I don't know anyone who does that, though. I mean, because it's not like the Rift is out there in the mainstream. It's just out there for essentially gaming PC enthusiasts. Well, this is coming out a year later, so, you know. And by that by that time they they will have bit, they will have built five more rifts. <laughs> the thing with this though is too you're you're coming out a year later. We don't know where VR is going to be a year later. Like if you're doing all this because you're hinging, the Scorpio is going to be the console VR powerhouse, and what if VR becomes, it's not as popular in a year. And you basically wasted your time other than, okay, well, now we have this thing that's great for 4K gaming, and I don't see 4K TVs getting that much cheaper in a year. I mean, 4K TVs are not fairly cheap, but they are kind of comparable to, like, current TVs now. The problem is there's no content for them, and there's no reason to buy one. Yeah, I think, like, other than, like, Netflix and... A few other things, you know, in the like some movies and whatnot, but it's not really. I think DirecTV might have done something where they have certain channels that are 4K now, but it, it's, uh, a, it's it's still yeah. a fad. I mean, right? Yeah, definitely. It's it's the same thing as uh, when you had the 3D glasses. There was there was uh, cable companies that had certain channels in 3D. Uh, or you could watch like sports games in 3D or whatever, but it wasn't. Uh, it was certainly not widespread. It was one of those things that you got if you had the money or whatever. This is kind of that same thing. Don't don't worry that Microsoft still has a Hololens, so that'll come out in three years and blow everyone away. <laughs> well, they didn't even show that thing at E3, did they? No, because I think they see that as an office thing. It's yeah. not a. But then they, they then they introduce it at E3 and go, you can play Minecraft on it, and it's like, okay. Yep. Hmm. Uh, uh, Andrew House did also say that he was surprised at the fact that they actually showed it. Uh, and he he kind of alluded to the fact that it seems like people just want instant gratification now instead of uh, waiting. But then he says the reason why they didn't show the Neo is... Or not the reason why they didn't show the Neo. The reason why they even said anything about the Neo is so that you don't have people going, oh man, where's the Neo announcement? So they basically confirm it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just... he Yeah, like you said, that seems more like, okay, here's this upgraded version of the PS4 if you want it. I think what they did was smart, though. Because they confirmed it, but they didn't show it. Because if they showed it, it would have got, got lost in the din of all the other E3 news. So in two months or three months or whenever Gamescom is, or maybe they just announce it and just go, here's the Neo, it's out now. I mean, it's one way to do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they'll do that because you have the same thing with the... Uh... Saturn. <laughs> yeah, people, the, the store's getting pissed. I think you'll know, it'll be like a... Okay, well, here it is in two weeks. Yeah, like, here's and... the box. Here's you know, here's what you get, and here's the up like here are the features for it. But announce Microsoft announcing the Scorpio so early in the process 
and then this guy, it got it's got six teraflops. It's like, okay, who cares? Oh, and then the same thing. Like they're like, oh, we're here, we're not here to talk about Scorpio. Then yeah. why are you announcing it then? It's like, it has it's like, HDR gaming. It's like, okay. Oh, that, well, that's the that's a slim. yeah, that was a slim. But they, uh, but never, the, they, they never even they never even explained what that was. They just kept saying it. <laughs> well, yeah, and then they come out and go, oh, well, it's not going to mean anything to the game. Then why announce it? Yeah. It's like if if the Slim and the Xbox One are not going to have anything different to the games, which makes sense because what's the point? Other than, okay, it's going to be a little bit smoother and you're going to be able to watch 4K video on it. And it's just like, I mean, I'm glad that they have that option now of, okay, well, for 20 bucks more than the Xbox One original, which is now dropped to 279 and you get a free controller. Uh, which actually that's a good idea because used to, you used to get two controllers with, with systems, uh, back when we were kids. But you know, uh, th- I think that's a good idea for Microsoft. You have incremental, uh, think skews now, but just the Scorpio thing is just so weird. I, I agree with you with the th- the way Sony's doing it. If they're thinking at all about ever making exclusive things for the Neo. They're being really quiet about it and they're not uh, basically showing their hand because there's just no way other than there being a delay which I can see happening because like, you know, there's still 360 games being made right now. There's still PS3 games being made right now that, you know, three months, six months later you get the Xbox One version but if you want it now, you want it when it comes out, get the Scorpio. You know? Uh, that being said, Nintendo, they, we didn't talk about their E3, uh, they also had a a little bit of a thing to say about the Scorpio and the, the Neo, basically Reggie Fils-Aimé coming out and saying, look, we're not, we don't care about Teraflops, we care about games, pretty much the thing that Nintendo always says. I mean, I would expect that it's not going to be anywhere near what those systems are. But he doesn't even say if it's going to stack up to the regular Xbox One and PS4 either. Like, couldn't you at least tell people that? I think it will, because I think it has to, to attract any third-party support. Like, if they want any EA game, Activision game, Ubisoft game, it'll have to at least be on the par with uh, the Xbox One and PS4 currently. But the problem is, is those systems are getting upgraded, so what do you do? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, they probably knew about it, but, you know, they didn't know the specs until the NX is already well in development. They really can't do a whole lot about it. Just, you know, they... But, like, they they but, need to attract third-party support. Like, that, that has been the albatross around their neck for the past, their past three systems. And them paying lip service to, like, oh, we care about our partners or whatever. It's like, that doesn't cut it anymore. Because that's why no one buys the, like, that's one of the reasons no one buys the Wii U, is because you get the Nintendo games on it, but that's it. Right. And unless you're a big Nintendo fan, you don't have a reason to go get the Wii U. And right now, honestly, you could just go get the Wii U for cheap, get all the Nintendo games, and that's it. Like, that's pretty much what I did, was... 
Well, you, you I, didn't buy Mass Effect Three and Arkham Arkham City. And... Nope. Uh, I had I got Mass Effect Three for like eight dollars on the 360, and I have Arkham City for free on like two systems. <laughs> two systems now, but I mean, just it, it, to me, I wonder if they're trying to do the Wii again, and they're trying to do something that we don't have out right now that they hope is going to sell. You know, they talked about the thing with the cartridges and if they're going to go about the cartridges or whatever. There was that rumor going around that they were going to be all digital. GameStop has pretty much put a stop to that. They said that there is going to be some kind of physical media with with the NX. Yeah, or else GameStop it, wouldn't sell it. <laughs> well, and it's just like, we're not, I don't, the world is not ready, especially Nintendo of all yeah. people. Uh, is not the brand that you would want going, hey, we're going to go all digital. God, you guys can hardly make your online work. Uh, especially not without... I swear, every time I turn my 3DS on, they're asking me to do some kind of system update. And the Wii U also has to do some kind of update constantly. And, you know, they would have to make the online thing a lot more freeform. I know they're going to ask for people to pay for it, it seems like with uh, this next edition of it whenever the NX comes out, but I don't know. I'm a little worried now, and geez, don't they have to start talking about this thing at some point? And you want it to come out in March. I mean, I would assume by, like, September we have to know what this is. I would assume by January because it can at least they can squeeze out one more year of Christmas sales. Like, if they discounted, like, a lot of their bigger games, like, go buy Bayonetta 2 for $20, or go buy, uh, what else does the Wii U have? (laughs) Like, go Uh, buy Smash Brothers for $20, or something like that. And then then with Zelda coming out, that'll sell some systems, but I would say January is when they start, like, here's the the NX, or whatever they're going to call it now. You think they're going to wait that long, though, and only give you two months to figure out if you're going to have the money in March to... I'd imagine before the holidays. I mean, you have it would to... make you know it makes more sense for them to like you know announce it in September, like whatever. But I could see them do, trying to do it because they still need the Wii U to sell. And it, I mean, it's flatlining as it is. But if they said, "Here's Zelda for it," that'll that'll sell systems for sure, especially if it's like you know a good game. Yeah, but Zelda's gonna come out at the same time as the NX version. That's true. So. Yeah, they don't. They don't really have anything for Christmas. Like, like I said, I think their discount, like all, all the Wii U games for twenty dollars now, might be one way to spur on sales. Yeah, I could see that being a Black Friday thing. All their big Nintendo games are twenty bucks or or whatever, and you can buy about five of them for a hundred dollars plus the system. Uh, you know, whatever they really should do, like what some of these they do with some of the systems or whatever. You get a digital voucher and you get to pick between two or three or four games or something uh, instead of just making you put certain ones in a box. But we'll have to see. I I really wanted the Splatoon and the Smash Brothers one when I was trying to buy the Wii U. That one sold out, like, quick. Yeah, because it's two good games. It's not Nintendo Life or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, the, the Nintendo Land thing. Yeah. I wound up getting the Mario Kart 8 one. Not too bad. That game is 
still pretty awesome. I just, uh, you know, well, Nintendo did uh, show off stuff at E3. They only really showed four games, one of which comes out in a couple days. Uh, the Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, which has a lot of Fire Emblem characters in it. And it's pretty much like a uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona-like. Uh, it has a lot, you know, the menus look similar. The menus look similar to the fighting games. The Just, except the fact that you have idols and they sing. And I don't know, have you seen any of it? Uh, some of the reviews have broke out today, and it's gotten pretty good scores, but that's about it. Like, I would get it if I could, but I'm not going to get a Wii U for it. <laughs> yeah, it's the the one game that I've been really sort of looking forward to, especially because I'm a big on, on the final characters and stuff, and just, it looks very much like a, a, uh, a Shimigami Persona game. The Right now it has an 84 score on Metacritic, by the way, and, damn, like, 90s and 95s, looks like, I mean, it, yeah, from like what I, said, I, it's got, like, okay reviews, I mean, from the, from the demonstration they showed at E3, I mean, it looks, it seems like you're constantly leveling up, progressing something, you're progressing moves, uh, you get to actually, like, do, it tells you before you even attack if it's gonna hit or not, and then, Depending on what you do, like all your other characters will attack at the same time. It looks really cool. Um, you know, you go around Japan and get to do different things, and uh, they. So I mean, it looks really interesting. It might be one of those things that if you're a hardcore RPG fan like I am, or uh, you know, very many other people are, it could be one of the the last games you really pick up for your Wii U. So. I think Nintendo was smart in having this come out this late so that there's still something to carry you over in the summer. I don't know what else you're going to be doing after that, but at least they they have that. You know, Pokemon Go is supposed to come out in July. Uh, you, they have that Pokemon Plus thing, the little armband. Uh, I don't know if you saw any of that stuff. but I saw some of the Pokemon stuff. Yeah, but I fell asleep during Zelda. <laughs> the the Pokemon go, the the band makes it to where you can you know that there's a Pokemon there, so you don't have to keep looking at your phone. Apparently, they're not supposed to make you go like down these dark alleys or whatever. It's supposed to all be in like parks and general areas, uh, and that eventually they want to make it to where you can catch all the Pokemon everywhere. But right now, there's going to be Pokemon is going to be to a certain area, so it's going to make you want to go around different parts of the town. Uh, you can only hatch eggs by walking, though. So you can't get in your car and decide that you want to cheat and hatch the egg. Or just put it in a paint, paint can shaker, something like that. <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be different ways to like cheat the system that they didn't think about. Oh, yeah. Um, that'll probably get broken up, broken broken into like day one. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh the Pokemon Sun and Moon stuff was pretty boring. Um it, yeah, I, like that made almost made me fall asleep and then Zelda did it for me, but like they showed like a half hour Pokemon and the, like, 
that, that is a little too long. <laughs> the giant bomb guys left in the middle of the thing. <laughs> yeah. They were like, there is nothing to talk about here. <laughs> it's still Pokemon? Okay, alright, we're out. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that apparently, like, you know, you have a lot more involvement with the Aloha region, or Aloha, excuse me, I can't say Aloha, because they're trying not to rip off a city, even though they're blatantly ripping it off. Uh, it just, it seems like they want you to be more involved with the region, and you're actually talking to the townsfolk, and you do stuff for the townsfolk, and it's not like they're just kind of there, like in other Pokemon games, and, uh, because I'm playing, like, Yellow right now, and it's so weird to go back to Game Boy Color graphics, and remember the the original 150 and then go into like X and seeing how much it's actually changed uh, and how much of it's actually still the same. Uh, it's, uh, it all looks cool and everything. And the 3D stuff is cool. The fact that the trainers are standing there behind the Pokemon and all that stuff is, it's all little, little things. But I didn't really get anything from it that was like, oh my God, this is so revolutionary. I really need to just be excited for this right now, you know. Uh, the, the only new thing they showed was the Battle Royal thing, which is pretty much like a four-on-four battle, and whoever kills one of them first, you win. So, yeah, woo. Um, I know you fell asleep during the Zelda thing, but... Yeah, I mean, I was what, tired. I mean, it actually looked good, but I was just tired, so... And also, I thought that demo they showed was just kind of boring. I mean, they went on to show, like, a ton of different demos for it. Um, Pretty much almost anything you can think of to do in one of the Western, one of your regular Western RPGs or whatever, uh, open world ones, you can do here. Uh, You know, you do hunting, you do fishing... Uh, there's crafting, you can cut down trees, you can even cut the grass, just like in the regular games. I mean, you, just, uh, you can steal weapons from the enemies, I mean, just, there's dungeons, and they actually look like really cool dungeons and stuff, just, this might be one of those, those Zelda games that I'm really like, man, I haven't played too many of the other ones, but I really want this one. This See, I have played a lot of them, so that's what broke me, but this actually looks like a pretty big departure from it, so maybe. <laughs> if you put it on PC, then I'll play it. <laughs> I I think it's definitely worth the, uh, like, if you're keeping your Wii U around, definitely wait until Zelda comes out. It's totally worth uh, everything, I think. It just... Yeah. It's it's gonna be fun, and you're gonna have tons of stuff to do. So uh, definitely worth your sixty dollars or whatever they're going to uh, ask for you to pay for it. Uh, they did announce a few other things: the the amiibo support for Federation Force is a whole whopping nothing. Yeah, the most usual. important news of E3 apparently. Yeah, just. The only thing that really gets you anything is if you do the Samus Amiibo, you get in-game upgrades. The other stuff is your mech gets a paint job. 
in the pat- blast ball matches. Just like Yoshi, so, that Yoshi Woolly World game. Yeah, it's just, you know, they really still can't figure out uh, what to do with the, the Amiibo at all. Uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force is going to come out August 19th in the U.S. So, if you've been waiting for that game for some reason, go for that. Uh, there's a new Mario Party for the 3DS, November 4th is when that's coming out. Um, all the players can move at once, apparently, instead of having it be turn-based, uh, like all the other Mario game, Mario Party games. So, hopefully, they'll, they'll also make the switch of this one actually being good. But yeah, you would hope so as well. And there was even more amiibo with Daisy, Waluigi finally gets an amiibo by Waluigi, and Boo, and Boo is gonna glow in the dark. So. But still no Boshi, so I don't care about Amiibos. Uh, agreed. And you're you're going to get a new Wario, Rosalina, Donkey Kong, and Diddy Kong as part of the... Like, basically that Mario series line. So... They did talk about the fact they could make a Skyward Sword HD. I would imagine that they're going to be done making Wii U games, but maybe not. Maybe this is kind of like that... Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, where this will only appear on the NX, kind of like the 2.8 is only on PS4. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd like to be able to play Zelda's without having to use the Wii remotes. So, even though the Wii remote was made, they did do the controls pretty well for Skyward Sword. Did you ever get to play Skyward Sword at all? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Once I, once Twilight Princess broke me, that was it for Zelda. <laughs> like the, I heard, the thing I heard about Skyward Sword is it's actually a decent Zelda game. Right. It's seventy hours long, and the intro takes about twenty, which was one of my big problems with Twilight Princess was the intro took just too fucking long to get through. Yeah, it did take a while. So. And to hear that Skyward Sword has that same problem, or is even worse, it's like no, thank you. I don't care how good the game is, like, if you're still explaining how to, how to fight in 10 hours of the game, it's like, I'm checked out, sorry. Yeah, and that's what I'll say about, like, uh, Breath of the Wild or whatever, is certainly the scale of that game is looks ridiculous. Like, you see him going with the, the horse over a freaking awesome-looking bridge... That leads to this like mountain area, and there's a snow area, and he climbs, and it's just like, man, it really looks like there's a lot there. And well, it, the way that demo started, I really hope that's just how Zelda starts. Like you just wake up, you get the tablet, and that's it. Like if yeah. they actually just did that, it would be such a nice nice retro change from what they've been doing. Like, up to... I think it was Ocarina, they did, like, a, a long intro sequence. Or not... Ocarina's pretty short, but it's, like, introducing the game concepts and stuff, and it's like, no, they just throw you into it and say, here, figure it out yourself. Like, that's great. Because all the old Zelda games were like that. <laughs> well, I think, uh... They... Well, they've admitted to themselves that pretty much every game before um, 
but after Arc Arena, they've used the Arc Arena model. And so this is the first game that's really breaking out of that. And like you said, I think that would be great. That would be very... If you're going to go into that using the open world thing and using the everything else, you need to do that. You need to... Uh, you need to just give people free roam to go, okay, here's a tablet, There, here's your world, go figure it out. Like just, okay, here's a little bit of what you need to do. You know, kind of like in the, the other games, they give you the storyline, and you decide whether you want to follow it or not, or you want to go do the, the side quests or, or whatever, you know. Yeah, like, I just don't want to have like the long, boring intro to a Zelda game that they've been doing. <laughs> I, would, I would totally agree with that. Like, you don't... You don't want to be doing an intro for ten hours or whatever. It, unless you're a huge Zelda fan, it's, it drags a lot. And at least, this is the one time I've actually figured out something cool to do with the Amiibo is the Wolf Link Amiibo, you can use them once a day and you can basically, like, put him on there, and he'll help you out. He'll actually do attacks and stuff like that for you. So The one, th- the one saw, the thing I saw that was funny about that Zelda thing was at, the, at, like, a day later or something, like, some Zelda fans were already trying to figure out where it goes in the timeline. Oh, boy. You might yeah, as well. <laughs> it's just like, the game's not fucking out yet, you idiots. Like, Yeah, God, just also, wait. The Zelda... There's all the timeline is a fiction th- fictional thing anyway. Yeah, exactly. When they when they tell you that Skyward Sword is apparently now the first game, it's like what? Like so we've been playing it all wrong. Uh, yeah. I, I, did you like the? Uh, it got a little bit more cel shaded, I think, from the last time that they showed it. Did you, you uh, like yeah, the... it looked a little. It looked fine. Like the smoke thing. Looked looked a lot like Wind Waker, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, I like that it's sort of not so much Wind Waker, but then not also the total like trying to be realistic looking like Twilight Princess. So uh, it still feels like Zelda in every way, but you get you get a little bit more cartoony aspect to it. So I'm fine with that. Other people are going to complain, obviously, but I think they did as well as they could with it. Uh, speaking of, uh, you were talking about Platinum earlier. Platinum says that they uh, Bayonetta 2 is not stopping with 2. They have ideas for Bayonetta 3. They have ideas for Okami 2. And even a Scalebound 2. Well, you probably need to get out Scalebound 1 first. Uh, no, I, think I, they're fine. I would they love, <laughs> love an Okami 2. Yeah, between that and Bayonetta 3... I would want an Okami 2 more, mainly because that would that would probably be uh, on multiple systems. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if Platinum would even consider going to the multiple systems, depending on what that next is going to be, because you'd sort of have to re-release Bayonetta 1 again. Uh, well, yeah. I think uh, if they just released, if they wanted to make an Okami 2, it would be on PS4. Right. Because uh, Okami was on PS2, Okami HD was on PS3. They made an Okami for, I think, the 3DS. Or well, the at DS. least on, uh, well, it was on Wii. 
Remember they had a Wii edition. Oh yeah, but that was not good. <laughs> uh, I think it would be on the NX and PS4. I don't know. I mean, Microsoft would be stupid not to take it because that's another game that can appeal to, uh, you know, the Asian audience. Like it seemed like they were really going for in their press conference. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it's up to that. But Platinum having the experience with Scalebound, they certainly. I don't think it would hurt them at all to make it for all three systems. It just, I loved Okami One. Just everything about it was so, it was so unique, and just doing the stuff with the watercolor and controlling the wolf and and all that stuff. Just love to see it again. Um, well, it was it was a good Zelda game. Yeah, basically. So true. I didn't even think about that, but it really, it is. Uh, that's that's one of the reasons I don't like Twilight Princess. Is it felt like to me they just ripped out the wolf thing from Okami. Yep. Sort of what they try to do with the Wolf Link Amiibo thing. Yeah. Just, man. Well, I mean, I don't blame them. If it works, why not use it? But you're right. I just, uh, I enjoyed Bayonetta and Bayonetta 2. So, of course, I want a Bayonetta 3, but I hope that they, they go for Okami 2 first. I would want... Okami 2, and then Vanquish 2. <laughs> that would be, uh, man, it's been so long since I played Vanquish. I don't remember a whole lot about it. but It's six hours of insanity. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Um, so, well, the, another thing that was sort of announced uh, at E3 was that Final Fantasy 15 is can be up to 200 hours if you play everything. Uh, yeah, but it'll take 40 to 50 to finish the story. Every Final Fantasy game could be up to, up to 200 hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, but hey, I don't. I think that's good. I'm glad that they're, you know, they pretty much look. Uh, well, we gave you a lot to clear the story, but we know you've been waiting for this for a while, so you can play this as long as you want if you want if you get involved in everything. Even though the VR version of it didn't look great, no, like, it, it was pretty routine, like pretty widely, and like, no, this is awful. <laughs> I don't know if I want to just be a guy that has a gun, and you're just shooting stuff while the AI takes care of everything else. Just... But but you get to you get to perv on on Sid on the female Sid in the car. Oh God! Wow. I, that looks so. It's just like, come on! I like, I know these are Japanese developers and everything, but like, I thought we'd gotten past this. You know, just do we do we have to do the whole? We've got to look down the girl's shirt and, and be. I get it. Like, it's a bunch of guys, and they're they're being guys, sort of. I guess that's what they're trying to say. And if that's the only girl you're gonna see, and the entire game or something, okay, but, you know. Uh, so, I mean, good good on uh, good on them for giving you a lot of content. Speaking of, Shovel Knight, two new campaigns for free, and two new modes. Uh, you'll get two different characters. Spectre Knight's going to have a dash slash where you can do a slash in midair, and there's also a King Knight. Uh, that you're going to be able to play as. Shovel Knight, obviously one of those awesome games that 
it's amazing people are still playing it and still enjoying it and they want to keep making stuff for it so I mean you Shovel Knight fan I played it I, it didn't hook me as much as it did other people like I don't think I beat it I got pretty far into it it seemed fine it just I don't know like I, want, I guess I wanted more gameplay in there <laughs> or like more gameplay mechanics like it felt simple to me for some reason yeah, uh, I agree with you. It's it does get hard at times, but yeah, it's not anything groundbreaking. It's really supposed to just meant be meant like one of those old uh, you know platformers from back in the day. I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, that nostalgia that you get from it. And I've never played the Plague of Shadows uh, DLC, but just from enjoying Shovel Knight, I can see why people would want to play with different characters. It gives you different ways to play. Well, if you're going to play a Mega Man clone, Shovel Knight's better than Mighty Number no. 9, so... Yeah! Apparently it's bad. Or it's not bad, but it's just whatever. It's Busted. not a... And <laughs> bricking, they... bricking Wii U consoles. <laughs> and it keeps delaying, getting delayed on different uh, consoles. Like, the 360 version's been delayed. The 3DS and Vita versions are still in development which you would think would be the best versions to play it on, you know, to be able to take it with you. And uh, at least uh, Sony's covering it up by, if you get the PS4 or PS3 version, you can get the Vita version for, for free with the cross-buy. But, man, they're just staggering this along with Mighty Number no. 9. I, uh, apparently they found a bug when they were making it, trying to go through the approval process. I mean... Oops. <laughs> like, wow. This is... I, I feel bad for... Uh, and apparently, they're not... They're saying... And Ifune didn't say it, but... Someone in the development team said, Hey, it's better than nothing. Well, that's what the Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog account on Twitter said. <laughs> wow. That, that, that was good. <laughs> yeah, Sonic being really hypocritical there. It's like, it's like I it's think... better than nothing. It's like, well, have you seen the past, have you seen the past, like, decade of Sonic games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're making another Sonic boom, whatever, the Fire and Ice. Apparently game. that cartoon does shockingly okay. The Sonic cartoons have already always done well, though. Except for Sonic Underground, the best yeah. Sonic cartoon ever. Uh, if you have not played that, if you don't have Doom and you haven't played the demo of the first level, you can still—it's been extended indefinitely. So, you know, hey, I still actually need to play it, so that's good for me because I never got to play the. What was the other? Uh, the Halo Wars 2 beta. I downloaded it and never actually played it, which kind of sucks. But it's, uh, at least that was, you pretty much know what that is. I've heard great things about Doom, so I want to check it out. Speaking of, I played, a, I think you played some of it. Did you wind up playing it or did you just watch it, the Resident Evil 7 demo? No, it's PS Plus only. And... My PS Plus membership is screwed up right now, so... Oh, that sucks. Uh, it was about 
in like 15 minutes. Uh, and you don't... Pretty much what they were trying to introduce is the creepy factor of the game. You don't fight anything. So, you know, don't uh, don't think that, oh man, I got to fight a bunch of zombies. You don't. It's pretty much sort of letting you know that they've gone back to the old Resident Evil, except it's in first person. And, you know, you'll, you get to like watch a video and then you go down to where the you what you watched on the video and stuff like that. Just apparently it's not even in the game itself. It was just made for that demo. So I I can I like where they're going. I like where they're going. It's not the action game or whatever. So that's good. Yeah. I think that, I can that see that help. being a big thing in VR. I I read a lot of reports that that game is making people nauseous in VR. I can imagine. Like, people, like, I think it was Patrick Klepek who's, like, talking, like, I've played, like, dozens of VR games. This is the first one that's ever made me, like, physically sick. And he said, it was, like, within five minutes it was making him ill. And it's, like, that, that's probably not good. <laughs> uh, Maybe they're trying to go for that realistic factor or something, but... Do you, um, was it, yeah, was it because of it being too realistic, or? No, he's, he, I think he tried to talk to, like, Capcom, and they didn't say anything, but I think he theorizes that, like, the frame rate on the, on the VR mode is, like, off, which is causing, like, motion sickness. It could be that, it could be, like, an FOV problem also, because I've had... There have been a few games with me, like on the PC, where I've played them and I get like nauseous playing them, because like okay. the field of vi- field of view is just screwed up. Like the first Borderlands is like that for me, where like the P- like the three console version is fine, but the PC version it's like weirdly like off, and you can kind of tell. And like I pl- if you, I f- if I play the game for more than like a half hour, I just start feeling like ill. Oof. It's like you're playing. It's like. Battlefield Earth, the video game. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I feel sorry for it. Don't, don't, don't play Battlefield Earth, the video game. That just sounds bad. Uh, at least, uh, so they've released more stuff on this the Fallout 4 DLC. Do you? Yeah, the, the contraption thing already already hit. <laughs> do you like the the that you can play as a raider in the Nuka world? thing? No. I just want to play as my character. <laughs> like, well, why, would I, why would I give a shit about playing as a raider? I mean, I, it at least it gives you that option. Or at least I hope it's an option and not that that's what that is. But I'm guessing from what they're thinking is, well, we gave you a lot of room to play as your character. Why not give people a chance to do something different I guess uh, apparently you're going to be taking over different uh, camps and other things with uh, being a raider so eh so it's, like I, San, it's like San Andreas <laughs> yeah and like there's going to be a bunch of 
it's sort of like going back to Fallout 3 with like wasteland stuff and park zones and kind of what we saw in the the trailer. But that's uh, I guess that's cool. I mean, it's good that they're still giving you content for it. Not you don't seem too enthused, but and at least it's not the the other stuff that they're giving you, which is. Kind of, uh, uh-oh. Oh, I've lost Mark for a second here. Looks like something might have happened with uh, Mark's computer here, so I'll just wait until he gets back. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, Dead Rising 4, as expected... Yeah, it looks like something's going on with Mark's uh, internet or something. Uh, Dead Rising 4, console exclusive for a year, and Windows 10 for 90 days. Um, Soft's pretty smart on only making it 90 days for Windows 10, because... You know, they introduced that Play Anywhere thing at E3, and they got a nice list of games. Just, again, that whole idea of people just... Are they really going to want to buy Windows 10? At least now you know, okay, it's a 90-day exclusive. And I think this is what they really should do for all their other games. Like, 90-day exclusive. Okay, you want it now, Windows 10. You want it, you want to wait, you can get it on the platform that you use, which is Steam. Because still, you know, not everybody has uh, Windows 10. And even then, even if you get Windows 10, do you want to use their 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 stuff? You know, because it may not work as well uh, as like what you're expecting and what you know with Steam. So, to me, I think this is an idea that they probably should do. And I know there was a report out that Phil Spencer said that you know that we do have games on Steam, like Ori and the Blind Forest and a few others, uh, that they're not totally against working with Steam. And that's the kind of things that you need to hear uh, from Microsoft because, honestly, I mean, the Steam is what everybody uses. I use Steam, and I'm not a big uh, PC game person. Um, so, you know, it would behoove Microsoft to get into into the same thing everybody else is doing and not just uh, putting it all on on this platform that, yeah, this is yours, but not everybody wants to use it. And same thing with uh, EA Origins. Like, they need to get off of that as well. Like, get off the, oh, you, we've got to, it, it's got to be on our, our thing. And only our thing. And it's like, no, people don't want to use the EA Origins crap either. Especially not to subscribe to the thing either. So, um, and, and Dead Rising 4, again, very much like Tomb Raider going to have to wait a year if you want to play on another system besides Xbox One or PC. So if you got only got a PS4, uh, something you might want to think about, uh, again, if Dead Rising 4 is that big game you've been waiting for. Um, another thing, talking about uh, console stuff. Yeah, it looks like something might have happened with Mark's uh, computer restarting or something to that effect because he just randomly... Uh, went offline, computer might have crashed, or 
or whatever. Um, Quake Champions, Bethesda sort of makes a, a concession that they really enjoy the console fans and that this is a PC game, but they wanted to make it a PC game first. Very similar to like what, you know, the thing with XCOM where they wanted to make it a PC game first and then bring it to consoles. This seems like what they're doing with Quake. Like, let's get it on PC. Let's see how well it does on PC, which we should expect more from them at QuakeCon, I'm sure. And then bring it to consoles, and I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Uh, August 4th through the 7th is when we should hear more about what they're going to do with Quake. Um... Moving on, Watch Dogs 2, not going to have the towers that you're used to with, like, Far Cry and and Assassin's Creed. And even in the first Watch Dogs game, you had the tower thing. So, in the Watch Dogs 2, uh, looks like that's not the case. Sorry uh, welcome that. back here. Yeah, my internet just randomly dropped for some reason. That's what I thought. I was like, okay, something happened with his internet or something happened with... Uh... It, it, it's doubly weird because I was plugged directly into it. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so do you think that uh, this is something we're going to see more often now with this Windows 10 exclusive 90 days instead of making it exclusive constantly? Uh Windows 10 to compared to Steam, or... Yeah, I'm guessing that's what they... That means Dead Rising 4, Windows 10 exclusive for 90 days. It's a way to do it. My my concern would be, if it does get on Steam, do you need to have Windows 10 to play it? Or what version of Dead Rising 4 is going to come to Steam? Because the thing, the thing, the problem with Windows right now is it has... When you download a game from Steam, you get an EXE file, like the executable file, so you can modify it or, you know, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Windows 10 does not have executables in it. it, it the games don't. Like, you, you get, it's, you get, they're called apps, but they're UWP or WUP, one of those two or something like that. But you can't modify a game. Right. Like, that was a problem with uh, Quantum Break, is it came with the shitty UWP version, and it's like, well... Modders could fix this if if they could if they could modify it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Didn't uh, Steam? The, uh, didn't uh, Valve themselves say that they want that fixed? They were having problems with Microsoft about that. I would assume so. Well, like you can't even get the Steam overlay in, in Windows 10. Oh wow! Because the UWP games don't have you can't have overlays. And, like, V-Sync is turned on completely. Like, you can't turn it off. So it's just a, a nightmare for, like, uh, PC gamers if, you, if, if you're if you using that thing. Like, a perfect example is Rise of the Tomb Raider. There's a Steam version and the Windows 10 version. The Steam version blows the Windows 10 version away. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that they get smart about that and say, okay, we're going to make a Steam version, we're going to make a Windows 10 version... And, you know, PS4, if you really want Dead Rising 4, you're going to be waiting a year again. So I, Dead Rising is, like, a, it's not exclusive, but it's always seemed like a Microsoft franchise. Yeah, because Dead Rising 2 is the only one that came to the Sony system at all. 
Did it? Yeah, Dead Rising 2 came to Sony System 1 and 3 did not. Okay, yeah. Yep, you're so. right. Meanwhile, Dead Rising 1 has never been on PC. <laughs> That's weird. Why would you have the other ones but not the first one? You think remember, that they did, would... Remember Dead Rising 1 came to the Wii? To the Wii? Yes. That was not good. No, it wasn't. It was supposed to be cool because you could actually use the remote and it was bad. Uh, you know, one of those things that always uh, doesn't work uh, just because you, you now have the remote to play it with. Uh, do you like the fact that Watch Dogs 2 is not going to have the tower thing? Yeah, because it's dumb most of the time. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Is just At least they're making something, make it feel different than the other games because that was the thing with Watch Dogs. It felt very much like... The, uh, their other games, they all f- look the same. Well, Ubisoft follows a pretty standard, like, gameplay or, like, design doc, it seems like. So, if Watch Dogs 2 is trying to break away from that at least a little, it's fine. But it still has parkour in it, and you still kill hundreds of guys, probably. So, it's like, how, how different is this? Yeah, and you're still trying to... The dead sec thing is, like, trying to get into a faction. That They need to stop that dead sec thing, like, now. Like, they're like, oh, it's a cool cool faction, or it's a good underground movement. It's like, no. No. <laughs> you guys are Ubisoft. Like, you, you can't be, like, damn the man about this stuff. It's like, oh, dead sec is hacking into our E3 press conference. It's like, please stop. <laughs> You're, you're embarrassing yourselves. That was bad. More so than you usually do, so it's... Yeah, they always kind of try to find a way to make it awkward with the press conference at some point. Well, give them credit, they usually succeed, so... Yeah. Uh, we do get confirmation that God of War is going to be single-player only, so the kid will not be a co-op... Which kind of sucks. I was hoping you would get that option if you wanted it. Um, well, at least it's not competitive multiplayer, like an Ascension. Exactly. Good God. Take that away. Um, and they did find it to be a distraction, so thankfully the people are paying attention. And uh, the kid is not going to be a bother in combat. Um, yeah, it'll be like Ellie in Life is Strange or right. uh, Elizabeth in Bioshock Infinite. Uh it just, uh, do you mean Last of Us? Yeah, whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> something going, wait, was there an Ellie in Life is Strange? Yeah. Uh, I had that box sitting right next to me, so. <laughs> There's a movie coming out that is basically uh, The Last of Us in movie form. Oh, really? Yeah, it's called, like, all the all the gifts she has or something like that. Ah. Uh, it looks weird, but it, it's literally like cordyps are infecting people. The cordyps fungus is infecting people and turning them into zombies. It's like, all right, you just went with it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess if, you know, as long as you don't call it Last of Us, I guess you can. Just... Oh, it's called uh, The Girl with All the Gifts. That's it. Oh, I, and, oh, I think it, I might have seen a trailer for that. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's like, you know, a, a little girl 
is like chained to a chained to a table or to chair, and yeah, it literally looks like the la- like the Last of Us in movie form. Wow. I wonder if uh, you know when Last of Us comes out, they're going to be sitting there going, "Cause you know, it's going to be some kind of Last of Us movie." If they try to say, "Oh no, you stole from us," no, no, well, you didn't. It's the other way around. <laughs> they can't even get their their uh, Uncharted movie off the ground, so I wouldn't hold out too much hope on this. <laughs> you would think. Um. But uh, I mean. What I do like hearing is that God of War is essentially going to be different this time around. Aside from the Nordic uh, mythology, uh, you know, the people involved are saying that they're trying to tell the Banner story instead of trying to tell the Hulk story that they were telling uh, before. Like, the kid is trying to learn how to be a god, and the kid teaches Kratos how to be a human. And, hello... Forgot to mention that the kid is in summer vacation, so you might hear her. You might hear her. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it the the thing of I, that's what I, I really felt watching the trailer and just watching gameplay is that this feels like a different God of War than before. Yeah, I mean, it looks it looks better. I think like I because I've played God of War. I've tried to play him, and I just don't get into him at all. Yeah, it's very much like, okay, you just want to go through and kill stuff, and if that's not what you want to do, it's going to be hard to get into it. Uh, I mean, I like him, just from that aspect of when you're not feeling the greatest and you're just angry. It's like, perfect game for that. Uh but you know the story is kind of whatever it's they try to make it compelling but he's really not and you can't really feel for him when he's just going around killing people um but in this game it feels more like okay you have the kid there and and you want to know about the story between him and the kid and how much the kid's going to know about Kratos's past which apparently he's going to start out knowing nothing so that's interesting. Just I I I'm totally into this new God of War. Uh, well, well, Kratos isn't yelling like running around and yelling like a jackass all the time. Yeah, exactly. Else. And just saying stupid shit all the time and what. Like, but, I'm, uh, an- I'm angry. Let's fight. It's like that's not a great motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Uh, so Square again talks about, and this is not the first time they talked about it, but they're never really giving any. And again, they do the whole, we don't know yet, but basically, if enough people tell us that they want it, we'll think about it. They're finally making a sequel to Spirits Within? No. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about having the whole Kingdom Hearts collection on one system. In, in the current gen. Um, you know, I wouldn't think it's a bad thing. Just it means Chain of Memories is still going to be just as boring. Um, Xbox One really needs it. Because if you've only been an Xbox One. Which, like, I think at this point, if 
I don't think that there's so many people that have only been Xbox owners since the PS2 to now that have at least not been able to play one of these games. But I still think it's a good idea for you to have it all on one system. Because now you don't even get to complete the collection on the PS3 because 2.8 is PS4 only. Yeah. Um, if they just released it on like a like $80 package, it'd be fine, I think, honestly. But I don't see Square doing it. Like, they may do it, but I, I think that if they do, if they release something like that, it'll be piecemeal. Like it'll be like, here's Kingdom Hearts 1.5 again for 30 bucks, and then 2.5 again for 30 bucks or whatever. It's like, you idiots. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see them doing that. I think what you're saying makes more sense. But will they go the sensible route? Well, it's, it's yeah. square, so no. <laughs> yeah, probably not. no. I mean, they're the ones that were trying to get you to do that stupid. Progression pre-order system with the look, look at look at how batshit crazy like the uh, Kingdom Hearts timeline is. Sensible is not in their vocabulary. No, right about that. Uh, just from and even the the two things that are going to be in that uh, 2.8 package is just weird too. So uh, and apparently Dream Drop this is going to bring back the cards. For the Dream Eaters, so if you were not a fan of the card thing, you're going to have to deal with that on the PS4 version, which that kind of sucks. The touchscreen, a lot easier, which you can't do touchscreen. I don't know why you couldn't do the touchpad. That's a bit weird. Whatever. Um, Elder Scrolls 6 not happening for years, according to Bethesda, because they have two other game projects going on. Okay. Uh, not really. I, I mean, I know some people are. I don't, I don't like the Elder Scrolls series that much. Like, the only one that I really liked was Morrowind. I know everyone goes crazy over Skyrim, but I found it just kind of boring after a while. I, I'm I'm the same way. I'm not too big into it. And so I, this, I, yeah. I pretty actively disliked Oblivion when it came out. <laughs> That's it's so weird. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh man, I want Oblivion and Morrowind remade." I think you were one of the ones too. I want and, I want Morrowind remade. I don't want Oblivion remade. And just uh, it seems. I mean, I can understand why they want to remake Skyrim or whatever because of the popularity of it and the name value and everything, but. Now it totally seems like, okay, well, here it is on the current gen. Hopefully you have fun with this because you won't be seeing the sequel for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, this, their Skyrim uh, thing is a, basically a stopgap measure between before Elder Six com- Scrolls Six comes out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Netflix is now going to make a deal with CW so that you get CW shows faster on Netflix, and Hulu's trying to get every episode of every season of the CW shows, but CW was saying, nope, we don't want that. So yeah, it looks, yeah, it's Hulu. Who gives a shit about that? <laughs> well, I mean, I have Hulu, and I I get into a show much better on Hulu when they have the whole all the seasons. And no, well, 
between the two, though, what would you prefer? Like, let's ask that. <laughs> well, like if if you subtracted the anime from Hulu, like just as a viewing experience, which is better to you? Well, Netflix, yeah, yeah, that's what, that's my point. <laughs> like, uh, they may pay less, but it it will. I think it'll be do, do better for them. I mean, Hulu does have the the better movie deal right now. Because Netflix lost that, but uh, you know, I, I I get what Hulu does, and I understand, like because that's what Hulu used to be. Like when when Hulu first started, they had all the episodes of every season, and it made it really cool for like me in the summer. I could go like now and catch up on shows that I really enjoyed. Over now, it's like, oh, okay, I've got to go do the do it the dark way until I get caught up and make sure my computer doesn't get a virus. And I've had uh, two shows that I've liked that have ended recently, and that's depressed me. Yeah, Person of Interest, right? And Penny what's Dreadful. the other one? Oh, but yeah, Penny Dreadful ended, yeah, that's right. Which, so. and, which one of those finales was good, and one of them was not. And the, <laughs> the good one happened last night, so... Uh, so, Person of Interest... Was good. Yep, and Penny Dreadful was pretty terrible. <laughs> that sucks. Hate it when uh, it's like Dexter. I wasted all that time watching it. In the no, season. it wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh, never. Because Penny Dreadful didn't last for seven seasons. <laughs> that thing should have ended like two seasons before it did. Uh, I mean, it's good for Netflix. Like I said, they lost that big movie deal with Epic, so uh, this is a a good deal for them to get CW shows faster than they get the other shows, especially with the CW shows kind of going through this renaissance right now. Um, with like iZombie and Arrow and Flash and now Supergirl's going to go over there. So, you know, interesting uh, stuff for Netflix. And more animated series now going to be coming to Cartoon Network. We knew about the Ghostbusters one. Uh but now there's going to be a Hotel Transylvania one, which that's getting a third movie. And Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is also getting uh, a Cartoon Network animated series. Interested in any of this? I'm quasi-interested in the Ghostbusters one, because I'll, I'll kind of see what they're going to skew for. I'll actually be interested to see if they tie it into the Extreme Ghostbusters, because I actually like that one a lot. I, I'm interested in the Ghostbusters one. The other two... I like Hotel Transylvania decently. I'm, I don't know that I'd be watching an animated series about it and Cloudy Chance of Evils. No. I'm good <laughs> without that. Uh, I still need to go see this. I meant to take the... I'm probably going to take the kid, if not tomorrow, definitely next week, when I know I have... Uh, more money in the bank. Uh, Finding Dory, now the largest ever domestic opening for an animated uh, or CG movie series ever with 136 million debut, uh, breaking the Shrek the Third record, which couldn't believe I, that still stood. I really hope Shrek does not come back. <laughs> Are they talking about bringing it yeah, back? Yeah, like the, the, one of the guys at I think DreamWorks was like, we should bring Shrek back. It's like, no, you're good. 
Well, now that NBC and Comcast own it, I wouldn't be surprised if everything comes back DreamWorks-wise because they're going to be wanting to make money with that. We'll, we'll get another Ant sequel. Oh, boy. I'm surprised that Pixar hasn't... I know it wasn't one of their best-performing ones or whatever, but they haven't even thought about making a Bug's Life 2. Oh, yeah, they did Bug's Life. Someone else did Ants. Whatever. <laughs> no, DreamWorks was the one that did Ants. Oh. Uh, Pixar did Bugs Life, but Pic- Bugs Life was the, I think it was the first one, right? After or was it after Toy Story? It was their first. Yeah, after Toy Story. Yeah, first like foray into doing something besides Toy Story. So yeah, uh, at least Disney now confirms their strategy works right now. Of course, it also helps the movie's good. Uh, if Cars Two is actually good, maybe that would have started the the whole make sure we make sequels. Uh, every second or third movie or whatever, but when when do we get Wall E two? <laughs> I don't know. I hope we don't. Like some of these got to stand by themselves. Yeah, like they're talking. They're they're talking about doing a Toy Story four, and it's like why? Like Toy Story three ended so well. Like why sully that reputation? Yeah, I thought they said it was gonna. Be, they already had the idea of it like being a romantic comedy or whatever yeah. too. Like just okay. Um, Warcraft movie, even though it is terrible, is now the highest-grossing video game movie ever, thanks to China. Yep. I mean, that's not a great um, honor or anything, but. And look at Terminator Genesis. I mean, that movie became profitable because of China. <laughs> Do you think that we see another Warcraft movie because of what China has done? Oh yeah. Here. Totally, I think that, I think they'll even make like a Chinese version of that movie. Like they'll in, like they'll have a few scenes that have like an Asian character in it for no good reason, just like Iron Man three. <laughs> well, I mean, China does you know help the superhero movies out and everything else, so you know it. Not surprising. Also, a lot of the Warcraft player base is over there. Uh, yeah, but or, they're just gold, they're just gold farmers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's apparently going to be a Death Wish remake with Eli Roth and Bruce Willis, and Eli Roth being in it already piques my interest, so I'm good with that, I guess. Are you, uh, on board with a Death Wish remake at all? No, because I'm not a huge fan of Eli Roth, and, uh, except for Looper, Bruce Willis's past decade career has been... Dismal. Oh, he's so good in Looper. I agree. Um, that, that, that's the one thing he's been good at, and it's because he cared. But most of the times, he doesn't care anymore. That's so true. Uh, it did look like he really liked to be in that movie, but yeah, I can't really think of anything totally just great he's been in. That's, so. What about Cop Out? Oh boy. Uh, I think. Uh, the Rock and uh, Kevin Hart might have might have done that movie better just now. So, uh, Mighty Number no. Nine is apparently out <laughs> on hope- some systems. Oh, hopefully, <laughs> uh, Mario Sonic and the Olympic Games comes out on the twenty fourth, along with Tokyo uh, Sessions, uh, Sharp Fe. Those games are usually pretty decent, so 
another thing I guess you can own for your Wii U. It's already been out on 3DS for a while. And Grand Kingdom on the PS4 is out this week, too. Uh, it seems interesting. Uh, you still have icons with the characters and stuff while they attack and whatnot. It's, it's a bit weird, but... Uh, I did play that Star Wars Force Awakens demo, and it's Lego. So, uh, if you really enjoyed Star Wars Force Awakens, and you like Lego, it seems like it's going to be harmless. Uh, it was cool getting to play as BB-8. Uh, I will say that. Getting to do the different little puzzles with him. That that game is weird to me, just because it's based on a single single game or single movie, I should say. Well, you got Jurassic World, right? Oh, but those no, those involve the that other had ones. Four right? movies in it. Yeah. <laughs> even like Lego, even like Lego Marvel Avengers had six or seven movies built into it. Right. Exactly. And then the Lego Marvel superheroes, same thing, had different uh, things in it. Just yeah. I guess you get to go through the whole movie. I, uh, good on them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the Platinum demo crapped out on me at the end, so I didn't get to see the end, which sucks. I'm not playing through it again, but... Uh, you know, the combat was fun. Uh, you get to play with different... You get to play with different uh, children's toys, like this big old squeaky hammer and... You get to go through this like library, and you're going on top of books and whatever, and it's like his dream world. That's that's, that's kind of cool. Demo, right? Yeah, it's like a tech demo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It it was it was fun. It was pretty cool. There's a point where you get to turn into this weird tiger giraffe thing, which was really weird. And of course, you have this uh, fox bunny that leads you places. Yeah. So total Final Fantasy there. <laughs> yeah, uh, those are the ones that I played that come out of E3. I think. Speaking but. of Final Fantasy, I've been playing Final Fantasy X more on PC. <laughs> How is that with the uh, PC? Just great. I am blitzing through that game because I'm using a trainer. So, <laughs> <laughs> sure, you don't want to go back to it on PS4 now. Not having to fight or having the fight go four times speed is not quite nice in that game. <laughs> Especially with all the unskillable cutscenes. Yeah, that's the only problem is, like, the FMV sequences are skippable, but a lot of, like, 95% of the dialogue sequences are in engine, so you can't skip them. Oh, boy. That, uh, I just, but, I still don't get why they didn't. But it, I just, I just, I just got the airship final last night, so I'm happy. Nice. Uh, how's, uh, Sweet and 2 now that you have two versions of the game. Well, one's Japanese. Uh, it was fine. I only played, like, the first, like, little part. Uh, it's a long game to get into. <laughs> yes. Very long. Uh, I remember I was asked to play it for Randy's, like, backlog-busting yeah. thing, and I was like, uh, yeah, not gonna have time to get anywhere close. It's also kind of hard to get into, like, initially. Yeah, because doesn't it have, like, strategy game stuff in it, too? No, well, yeah, that's actually pretty easy, but I just mean, like, if you're trying to, how you approach the game, if you're trying to just play it, like, normally, it's fine, 
But if you're trying to get like all 108 characters and do the timed side quest, it's like then it becomes a lot more like uh, tense. Ah, uh, okay. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Um, as far as uh, our show goes here, but uh, you know, uh, what uh, I know you did your top eight. What'd you do for that? Uh, top eight E3 news and announcements. So, same thing as yours. <laughs> yeah, the, that's what the top five was for uh, for us. Um, I, for PC, the questions are out. I have not gotten any emails back, which is not good. Well, I got uh, mine. Mine's almost done. I'm, in, I'm like the last answer, so. All right, that's good. Um, and, uh, yeah, the top five, I still got to think about it. I've been trying to find some way to correlate it to, to one of the games that came out this week, but not, uh, I, I don't know, I, if I go to, uh, I think you and John could at least still give me a list if I went, like, Shin Megami Tensei games or something, sure. but, uh, yeah, well, so. I like some of them. <laughs> probably enough to do a, a five or something, uh, and... Yeah, so just uh, we'll be back sometime next week. Hopefully, there's more things to talk about as after E3. I mean, there's this is when we start the line of of uh, game events that sort of come through. So E3 is over, but you got Gamescom, you got Tokyo Game Show, you got all that. So hopefully, there will be more news to discuss. And I'm still pissed at the fact that Rock Band announces a damn expansion and then announces nothing. They announced uh, a really bad-looking guitar. <laughs> that guitar, it looks cool or whatever with the colors. Don't need it. Um, the Rivals thing seems interesting because they said it has nothing to do with competitive. So why call it Rivals? Weird. It's probably score-based. Yeah, it's probably sync, yeah, that asynchronous type where, okay, well, you make a score, your friend finds out you outscored them, so here but uh yeah so uh we'll be back next week enjoy your games and see you later everybody later